This podcast is sponsored by Thielman Pool Technology. Experts have predicted that Thielman movable floors are going to take the pool industry by storm. So are you a high-end pool builder who wants to expand their business and increase sales with this luxurious pool solution? Then don't miss this opportunity as Tillman Pool Technology is looking for dealers in the United States. Learn more about us by visiting our website at tillman.eu. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. Today, we're going to be chatting with luxury outdoor living designer, Tal Teveno, president and the principal designer of Aquaterra Outdoors. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with us today on the show. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. So before we get started, Tal, I'd just like to start by asking you, I mean, how you first got started in the business and how you started designing luxury backyards. Well, I grew up in the Midwest on a farm, in a farming community, and everything we did was outdoors from our gardening, uh, crops, um, livestock, and really fell in love with just the outdoor environment and working and, and living within it. And um, through a process of starting to work into construction as well, during that time frame, I fell in love with architecture. So I ended up uh, pursuing architecture, excuse me, at Kansas State University, um, which led to gaining my master's in landscape architecture from K-State. So from there, uh, what was your like your first foray into uh, to working for somebody? Well, I worked through I worked in the industry throughout um, college, so different internships and working while I was in school. Um, really, all kind of construction, landscape, working on the grounds crew at the university, uh, working for kind of a relatively famous landscape architect that lived there locally and did projects, um, small projects on the side, and. Um, and then eventually did a co-op inter- internship in Dallas, Texas. And obviously that's where Aquaterra is based out of today. Tons of awards and recognition over the years for your work. A uh, really big year in 2021, another big year last year. I mean, it seems like you guys set the bar higher and higher each year. I mean, what's your secret to success? I mean, what are you doing to uh, run a successful design and build firm in one of the most competitive markets in America? You know, that's that's a loaded question, right? And I wish I had a perfect answer. But at the end of the day, I think it, it starts with leadership and it really is about the team. We have a passionate team, a very talented team, and we all uh, continue to set the goal higher and higher each year for ourselves, as well as a company collectively. Well, when you're working with a homeowner on their wish list for what their ideal outdoor living space is going to be, I mean, what's your process like? I mean, how do you connect with clients and their vision so that you can deliver exactly what they're looking for? Yeah. So once we schedule the initial consultation, we um, we meet with them on site really to start to understand the program and the scope of the work. Um, what is their vision? And then just start taking cues from what's their life look like, you know, little things from maybe clothing. Uh, jewelry, furniture, cars, uh, just overall design influence within their residence so we can start to kind of understand who they are and, and what they're looking to accomplish. Obviously, it's loaded with a lot of questions about them, their lifestyle, how they want to live, relax and play outdoors. And ultimately, from there, we deliver a proposal for design services. So it's just getting to know them, their lifestyle and how they intend to use the space. Yeah, it's connecting. You know, it's all about the connection. And so it, it is. It's just, you know, starting to understand what they want to accomplish. Um, inspiration photos are always great. Uh, we have a huge portfolio for them to look through and to give us, you know, different ideas, what they like, and, and probably more importantly, what they don't like. And from there, we start a conceptual design phase and presenting ideas to them. 
Well, we were following you quite a bit, I, especially during uh, the height of COVID. You were you were posting some really interesting stuff, and I saw the five part video series that you did during that time frame to explain the process uh, to adapting doing business during the pandemic. I mean, what made you come up with the idea to want to do that? Well, I think that time was scary for all of us across the nation at, at different levels, especially for myself being a business owner with a team of you know fifty people working for us, and most of them being primary breadwinners. So. Ultimately, we were just trying to dig deep into, you know, what is it that people are looking for and how can we connect with them? And ultimately, you know, we really I think we were all starving for that human connection. Um, and so we just decided to start a series, uh, you know, kind of showcasing us ourselves and how we were working through COVID and, and that we were still there working and and uh, delivering projects and planning projects. When I look at your designs uh, that you have on the internet, I mean, there's so much going on there, multiple layers. That's obviously different cycles and iterations that you're going through with this design with the client before the design plan is finalized. I saw that drafting process. I mean, one of the designers Alex was doing in CAD, I saw the 3D rendered versions that have gone through Lumion. The design aspect is a really in labor intensive process. I mean, how much back and forth is there typically between you and the client before you're able to lock in a concept that, they, that they're really ready to go with? You know, it varies drastically. I, I A lot of our clients, probably surprisingly to most, there's very little going back and forth. So we're able to really kind of dive into what their vision is, that program and the scope of the work. And then we obviously just do that collection process of looking at photos. Um, we deliver that initial design and I don't know what the percentage is, but more times than not, we end up very close to that final design or our final design ends up close to that, that preliminary concept design. And then there's other projects that there's a lot of going back and forth. And so it's hard to answer that specifically, but I would say more times than not, the final design master plan is pretty similar to the initial concept design. I know that, you know, on, on a lot of these projects, you're collaborating with different vendors, different builders, different engineers. Uh, I mean, what, what are some of the challenges that you face from the design side when you're collaborating with others on the execution side of these jobs? From the execution side, you know, if you have a good team, there's usually not. We, we have a great team around us in Dallas, people that we frequently work work with. Obviously, we're a significant firm in this area and uh, have great relationships. But, you know, it is there are things to look out for uh, that experience will teach any of us. And, you know, some small examples, if, if the builder is responsible for putting in, you know, driveways and sidewalks and curb and gutter, and we notify them of where we want our sleeve locations, just making sure that we follow up to make sure the sleeves are there. Uh, we're able to get the infrastructure through, uh, you know, underneath driveways, what have you. Sometimes we're working alongside with them for drainage and we have pump stations under basements here in North Texas, you know, just making sure that we collaborate on French drains for foundations, drainage, irrigation, and then of course the pool element, you know, usually is somewhat standalone. Uh, we've had a couple projects recently where we're really kind of cohesively tying in with the, the home structure. So the engineers are involved there, working with the builder very closely. And again, it's just about communication and uh, relationships there. So being on the same team. Is that a very uh, prevalent thing that you're seeing in your area? I mean, we just did an article in Pool Magazine about some uh, some of the hottest outdoor living trends that you're going to see this year. I mean, the open plan pool concept in the backyard is is very hot on homeowners' wish list right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. That, that open concept, right. Minimizing boundaries from interior to exterior. That's huge. And so we are trying to merge and blend those boundaries um, or, or merge kind of the indoors out and outdoors in and, and blend the boundaries. So there isn't any strong separation of space. Um, as far as like tying structures together, uh, as I just you know spoke about, that's probably not as prevalent as a whole. Um, you know, we're certainly known for or one-off high-end kind of exclusive projects. And so that certainly is not what you would typically see in North Texas, but um, we've had the opportunity to do quite a few um, structures that are connected to the home structure. Well, you have an enormous body of work. I mean, out of all the projects that you've worked on over the past couple of years, I mean, designed and collaborated over the years, which one is one of the most noteworthy ones to you that stands out in your memory as far as, you know, this made my hit list? Oh gosh, you know, that's such a hard question for somebody like myself. It takes there, There's just so much passion that goes into each project. Um, but I would probably start with like early on in my career and with Aquaterra, with the opportunity to create a Roman bathhouse. Uh, that was one of our first projects featured on HGTV. So, you know, that was a special opportunity in such a unique one-of-a-kind project. I'll never see anything like that again. More recently, very significant project in Highland Park includes an ACVO lift, a spa in a courtyard space, a perimeter overflow pool in the backyard, custom fire features and structures. And it's a, a very complicated project and um, in progress right now and uh, soon to be completed. And that's going to certainly make some waves in the industry as first ACVO lift right in the residential setting in the Texas market. So we're very excited about that. Last year, uh, we had a project in University Park with a large water wall, big slide house, rain curtain. Uh, that one was one of them I was talking about. It's actually incorporated into the foundation of the house, the way we had to merge the structures together uh, with the basement and the pool. Uh, so that one was was fun. The team was fun to work with. I had a great team on that. Um, and I could go on and on. Love my personal pool of my home and, and the whole landscape. We've actually designed and built the entire property house included. And so that was uh, very rewarding as well. But uh, again, I could go on and on about a number of projects. Does it make you a little biased, Tal, because it's your pool? <laughs> you know, it's, as a designer and uh, somebody that, you know, does get some attention for their creativity, um, it's very, very hard to design for yourself. So uh, there was a lot put into it. And uh, I did have support from others as well. But uh, I am biased in my own project, of course. <laughs> I figured. I mean, you know, you're in the Dallas area for sure. I mean, there's a lot of great builders that you probably collaborate with in your neck of the woods. I mean, what are some of your go-to firms for collaborating on an over-the-top pool build for a customer? Yeah, so as far as collaboration in the pool industry or even the landscape industry, um, it's really just Randy Angel um, of Randy Angel Designs that we collaborate with, uh, you know, frequently. Um, Randy and I are very good friends. He is an amazing designer. Love working with him. And then from there, we collaborate with a lot of architects. A lot of our projects are new construction. We are being brought into the project early for the landscape architecture approach and uh, designing on the side of the architects and collaborating with them. And the interior designers as well. I really like to, you know, once they've engaged a good interior design firm, I really like to get involved with them. I talk about our vision, talk about their vision, you know, color palettes, looking at kind of the color theory throughout the home. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, of course, if, uh, the furnishing package inside, what's that look like? What's the style going to be? How do we really merge these spaces 
and make it feel like a continuation. Uh, again, going back to minimizing those boundaries from interior to exterior. For sure. I mean, obviously, you know, there's been a, a huge difference the last two years in the outdoor living sector. You know, the pandemic, there was this whole renewed emphasis on building a pool. I mean, uh, we saw a huge spike in demand during that time frame. Beautifying the backyard became like a, a real big priority for a lot of homeowners. What's it been like for you and Aquaterra? I mean, the last couple of years, I mean, how have you adjusted to kind of like the market resettling back down? Yeah. So initially the biggest challenge for us is lead intake. We're not designed to have that many leads come in and, you know, prospects reaching out to our office, our firm. Um, so that was like the biggest challenge. And from there, we quickly started becoming very selective on who we wanted to engage with and work with. We were not planning to scale drastically. We didn't want to scale drastically. We wanted to stay focused on the creativity, quality, and service our firm's known to deliver. And uh, so that's, we stayed true to our roots and uh, we did grow some through it. And then, you know, as, as we kind of all got a little bit further into COVID, you know, we all dealt with the challenges of um, just inflation and sourcing of materials, you know, so uh, pool equipment was a huge challenge. We actually made it through that one better than most, just, you know, a lot of great relationships, fortunately, but um, inflation was one that really still impacted us drastically into last year we've started changing some of our operations and systems. And I think we're in a really good spot this year moving forward to, uh, you know, help manage, you know, issues like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, is the demand still as crazy as it's been, or do you see a return to the norm coming now that folks are going back to the office and the, they're going back to work and they're going on vacation again? Well, I'd say for us, I think we're back to normal and, um, I th now what we're starting to see is kind of the middle market slowing down, but our opportunities uh, are still strong. And so the high end projects are still there. Fortunately, um, you know, we're blessed to have those opportunities, but we're certainly not as um, it's not as intense as it was in early COVID. And I think we're, we're happier to be back in this place. Well, we saw a lot of uh, builders go down in, uh, in your market particularly this year. I mean, last two years was certainly a trial by fire in terms of keeping up with demand and maintaining pricing structures. I mean, what's going on now recently with Aquaterra? I mean, we're a third of the way through the year. What kind of what kind of projects are you working on right now? What's coming up next? Oh, gosh, we've got some exciting projects we're working on now. A lot of very fun, exciting projects and some amazing ones being designed and planning process to kick them off. So uh, you know, we're just going to continue to do what we do. We want to grow each day, uh, each year, uh, again, as a team, uh, individually, in our craft. And, you know, we want to set the bar in the industry. We want to be one of the leaders. There's some amazing, you know, builders out there in our industry that uh, are really leading. And we want to be one of the, the leaders within the industry that others can look up to. And, um, you know, we can help grow the industry as a whole. A lot of award recognition last year. I saw a bunch of projects hitting your timeline. I mean, do you think it's going to be another big year at the award table for Aquaterra? That's a great question. I think it will be if we decide to um, submit for awards. We don't always do the best job submitting and slowing down. We you know, we work for our clients first and then, you know, ourselves second. So uh, we certainly have many award winning projects that have been completed in the last 12, 18 months that have not been submitted for awards. So yeah, if we submit for awards this year, I think uh, I think we'll um, you'll see a lot of our work out there being published. 
Oh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Tal, thanks so much for being with us on the show today. Great conversation. And uh, we really appreciate you stopping by to talk shop with us today on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thanks for listening in and uh, make sure to like, share, subscribe, follow. And we'll catch you next time on the next episode of Pool Magazine Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Thielman Pool Technology. Experts have predicted that Thielman movable floors are going to take the pool industry by storm. So are you a high-end pool builder who wants to expand their business and increase sales with this luxurious pool solution? Then don't miss this opportunity as Tillman Pool Technology is looking for dealers in the United States. Learn more about us by visiting our website at tillman.eu.